Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mr. Brown Show. Real talk, real life, real choices, helping you make better choices to live a better life and choose well. Oh, yeah. Thanks for joining this episode. And uh, this is going to be an interesting episode. I haven't come up with a title yet. And by the time this is edited, we'll have a title. But today I'm going to give you a quote of the day and I'm going to share an interview with you from a student that I re-met 12 years later. Like, you never seen those shows, they say, where are they today? Like, you follow young basketball players or young people or even actors and actresses. And where are they so many years later? Well, 12 years ago, I did an assembly at this kid's school. He remembered me. He's no longer a kid. And I interviewed him. And I'm going to do two parts, part one and part two um, of his interview. Because it really, it helped me. It blessed me (laughs) to hear. Because I don't always get to see and hear the outcomes of what I do. Anyway, I'll talk more about that in a moment. But that's going to be episode today. So you share with you part one. And the next episode will be part two, along with some other things as well. So let's jump into this episode of The Mr. Brown Show. And by the way, thank you for viewing. I'm hearing from people who are watching, leaving comments. And I really appreciate that. And maybe you're driving along and you're listening in your car. Because that's this is first and foremost a podcast. So feel free to just listen to it. You don't have to watch this YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Tune in. As a matter of fact, I believe if you have Alexa, you can say, Alexa, play the, the Mr. Brown Show. And unfor- maybe it did it as... as you know, if you have Alexa listening as you're listening out loud, but <laughs> you can do that and it should work. I mean, I'll be, let me know if it works. Leave a comment. Let me know if that works, but I'm grateful for all of you who are supporting what we do and helping people make better choices to live a better life and choose well. Let me go ahead and get the sound, get one of my kids to say, oh yeah, for y'all really quick. Here we go. I'll get both of them. No, that, that didn't work. Let's try it again. Nope. That, that's not even the right one. So here we go. I'm gonna get both of my kids to say, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The quote of the day is this. Worry is a bully. It never gives. It only takes. Worry is a bully. It never gives. It only takes. And I'm I'm talking about today because I had a conversation with with a friend. Actually, I'll just give a shout out to Tiffany, who makes all of our gear, our shirts. She prints it. She has a a West Coast embroidery. I appreciate the work. We've been working together for years. I talked to her today. I got to place a new order. But we just had a conversation about life. And we got to talking about worry and how I was just sharing the fact that not too long ago, I uh, got in bed at night and started thinking. Just sometimes it's hard for me to turn my mind off at night. And I heard the air conditioner come on. And I'm like, What? Number one, that means it's still hot. Usually at nighttime, you, everything cools down, air conditioning have to run, but it means it's hot, number one. Number two, this air conditioner's been running all day long. I mean, all day. That's going to be expensive. Who got that kind of money to be paying for an electricity bill like that, right? I feel like I feel my mom's pain when I was young. It was just the opposite. She, we lived in Wisconsin, so it's about the heat, not the air conditioning. But in Reading, it's about the AC, right? And it made me realize I really like summer and fall the most because I don't have to run my air conditioning at all. <laughs> but in the summer, in July, whoo, that bad baby running all day long. So I begin to worry, laying in bed, worrying about paying the electricity bill. And the truth is this, me laying in the bed, worrying about the electricity bill is not going to add any positive things to my life. It's only going to take away because worry is a bully. It pushes us around. It makes us feel inadequate. It makes us feel all these feelings and we can't allow ourselves to be bullied. I have to keep things in context. Number one, the same thing happened last year in July. My air conditioner ran all day, all night. And guess what? We were able to pay the bill at some point. Like 
I worry about things. And I think that leads to a lot of anxiety and depression. We start to worry about things that, that are not today, about tomorrow, things sometimes we can't even control, or we make a monster out of it. We let worry become this monster, the boogeyman, and we're trying to slay the boogeyman. And guess what? We don't have to. I do not have to keep worrying about the electricity bill. I need to work hard, do what I need to do, pay my bills. Because worrying about it in the middle of the night is not going to add anything to my life. It's only going to take away. And it kind of reminds me of what Jesus said. Now, some, sometimes when I quote Jesus, some people won't turn me off, but hey, that's up to you. But I'm going to quote what Jesus said because <laughs> I think he knows a few things about life, right? But, but one of the verses I remember growing up, and, and even recently I did some videos about this on ProclaimMinistry.com. Check out ProclaimMinistry.com, download our app. But I did a whole, I hit a whole video on worrying is for the birds. The idea that the birds, it's for the birds. Like people say negative, they're honest oh, for the birds, right? Well, worrying is not even for the birds because they don't even worry. There's, there's a passage in, in Matthew chapter six where Jesus was talking to people about not worrying. This is what he said. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap. Or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And that's true. Like by worrying, putting this energy into worry, is that adding anything to my anything to my life? No, it's taken away. It's kind of like I'm paying the worry man. And the worry man ain't giving me nothing back. It's a horrible return on investment to worry about things. Now, we should be concerned, make the best choices we can. I'm always saying better choices, better life. I believe them whole heart. But at the end of the day, me worrying about the, electri- the, the air conditioning running, which I hear, by the way, right now, <laughs> it's not going to help anything. And instead, of, I should be grateful. And I, I, I walked out of the studio just now, walked into the house. It's cool in the house and it's out in the studio. When I'm making videos, I cannot run the air conditioning because it so, it's so loud. So one day, hopefully, we can get this insulated better and get one of those other, I forgot what they call it, a different kind of air conditioner can run even when, you know, all the time. But now if I run, it's loud. It gets into the mic. It, it doesn't make for good audio. But I walked in the house and it was cool. My kids were playing. My wife is doing what she's doing. She's making some aprons. She's doing this stuff. And everybody's comfortable. And I'm like, thank you. I need to be grateful for, for air conditioning. Like, and I be, need to be grateful that even though that bill will be high, this will be a high bill, that we have the resources to pay for the bill. And if we don't, we'll make installments. <laughs> but the point is this. Worry is a bully. It never gives. It only takes. And I want to encourage you and encourage me. Don't give in to bullies. Don't give in to bullies because if you do, you're going to always get bullied. <laughs> You know, never give in to bullies. That's in life. And that's even when it comes to this issue of worrying. So here's the, the quote of the day. And I want you to share this quote with somebody because somebody needs to hear this because so many people are worried about all kinds of things and it's taken away from our life. And don't get me wrong. I'm not a pacifist. I'm not a person saying, oh, everything will be great. Come by. Yeah, I know some things will happen the bad in life. Things will happen. But worrying about them doesn't, doesn't help. Being concerned, making steps to change things. Yes. But worry is a bully. It never gives. It only takes. That's the quote of the day. All right, let's get into our second segment. And this title, this segment is titled, 
the self-proclaimed undercover bully. You ever seen the show Undercover Boss? Well, this guy said he was an undercover bully and that came about through our conversation. So I'm going to share with you a conversation I had with Brandon and Brandon was uh, 15 when he heard me speak for the first time. And so it's been 12 years later, he walked up to me outside of coffee shop and said, hey, Mr. Brown, I remember you. You changed my life. And for me, that meant like, whoa, what do you mean I changed your life? Let me let me hear this story because <laughs> uh, I don't always get to hear that. Um, unlike a person who does construction or uh, maybe even a doctor or people who build things, you can see your work. You can see the fruit of your work. Like if you build a bridge, you know, you can drive by and see the bridge you built still standing. If you build a skyscraper, you build a house, you lay concrete, you can drive over that concrete one day. Look at what I did. It's there for years. But if you're an educator, if you do what I do, some of us don't get to see the physical impacts or the physical, you know, proof of our labor. And I do hear stories from students now and then. I hear stories from parents and teachers of the impact we're making. And, and that's great. I appreciate that. But rarely do I get to hear 12 years later what you did impacted me. It's kind of like I like to use the analogy of of gardening or agriculture. Like when I get to go speak, whether that's through a video or in classrooms, and by the way, I love to come to your local area. So, hey, check out the choosewellprogram.com. I love to come to your area to speak. But, but when I do that, I am either A, planting seeds with new ideas, new thoughts for students, parents, educators uh, to live better, to make better choice, live better life. Or I am watering a seed that a parent have already planted, maybe a teacher. And I hear this from teachers all the time. You know, we've been saying this kids all the time. And I kind of warn teachers ahead of time. Listen, when I come to your school, your kids or some of your kids will be like, wow, Mr. Brown said this and said that. And you're sitting there going, duh, I say that every day, right? And, and don't get offended by that because even us as, as, as kids, we had to hear from somebody else too. Sometimes we just, we, the, the familiar, familiarity, is that the word I'm trying to say, uh, breeds content, right? We, we don't. We don't contempt. I'm sorry. The idea that we don't always listen to people close to us sometimes, but somebody from the outside come and say the same thing. We act like we never heard it before. And so in that sense, I am watering seeds and I'm grateful to be able to come into schools and water. Some seeds have been planted from either teachers or parents. And so I, I'm grateful for that. But this was an opportunity to hear his story. And I'm like, wow. So we sat down, we had coffee and then I decided to, uh, he wants to volunteer. He's going to start volunteering with us, which is really one of the greatest benefits for me because, you know, I was able to speak into his life and now he's going to help us speak into more students' lives. And that's just, that's beautiful to me. Um, one of my dreams is to one day have several speakers. I don't know if he's going to be a speaker for us, but he's going to do some volunteering. But that was one of my dreams to have other speakers out there doing the same thing. And it would be awesome if there were students that heard me speak before. Anyway, Without further ado, let me share this uh, part one of my conversation with Brandon and, you know, how he says the Choose Well program or that assembly changed his life. Hey, I'm here today talking to Brandon and uh, I met Brandon. Uh, I met Brandon three times, but only remember two times because the first time I met him, I was actually speaking. So I didn't meet him. He's he met me speaking. So he came up to me and began to tell me that I changed his life. And that made me, he asked for my autograph. He wanted to worship <laughs> at my feet. No, the second two aren't true. <laughs> I'm just, I was, I was really, last time he met, he came up to me and told me that, that he uh, remembered me from 12 years ago. What grade were you in? I was a sophomore in high school. Sophomore high school, and that was over 12 years ago, Over right? 12 years ago. And that just impressed me that he remembered me. Um, Cause sometime in the work I do, I just, 
even um, honestly doubt the impact sometime. Yeah. But for some somebody tell me twelve years ago they still remember what I talked about, the choose well message, and it changed their life. Uh meant a lot to me. And I wanted to encourage our team as we build team members who were editing videos, help me set up assemblies, um, people who actually donate to help us do what we do. Uh, it's making a difference. So today I welcome, I'm welcome to the show because we're going to put this on the show, Brandon Savania. Thank you for having me. Uh, this is actually, it's really crazy to be here. I'll be honest with you. I well, love that I'm here. <laughs> I love that I'm here. I mean, and I don't, and I, I'm not a celebrity. You don't know. All right. But it's the fact that tell, tell the audience what you told me as far as how, um, our assembly or choose a program change your life yeah uh it was it was 12 years ago um i was 15 and i was going through a lot of things but the biggest thing for me is i i felt like i was there was something wrong with me i felt like there was something that i i was that wasn't good enough um there's just a lot of shame in my life at the time that that like made me feel like i wasn't even worthy to be alive um, what what kind of things were you doing? You felt that shame. What was you know the cause of that, or what were you doing because of that? Like you know, yeah. I mean, a lot of it. A lot of it was just verbal abuse. I was verbally abusive to, to a lot of people without like without thinking that it was well without thinking of the consequences. Um, but I knew that I was being mean. I knew that I was I wasn't being a nice person. I was I was essentially I felt like I was a bully, and I did, was that I was that way with my friends. I was that way with my f- siblings. I was that way with almost everyone around me. But people stuck around, and I didn't understand why. Um, so that was kind of what happened when 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 you came up. Uh, I I was in a deep space of shame because I didn't feel like I was I was good. Do you think people around you knew that or you just they just thought you were a bad kid? No, I mean, honestly, I think I played it really well. I, <laughs> I don't think I, I smiled a lot. I, I played I played it off like I was I was pretending um, like I was OK. And but in reality, there were like there were just factors about me that wasn't good. And um, I kind of lived my high school life living in that shame before I, before you spoke. Um because a lot of my bullying years were like before high school and like going into high school, I wanted to be this new person, but I was living in that shame, like readdressing the person that I was like pre-high school. You weren't letting yourself be the new you, even though you wanted to be a different you, you were still trapped in the bad choices you made in the past. Yeah. I mean, I like, so, I mean, I made a kid, I made a kid eat a banana slug once. I I threw a stick at a kid's eye and made sent him to the ER. Like I was a I was a pretty aggressive bully. Um, and then growing and then I stopped doing the physical stuff and started just telling people lies about their identity. I started spreading rumors and like these were things that I didn't even like take responsibility of. I just wanted to create chaos. Let me ask you a question because in the, in that assembly, I'm yeah. pretty sure if it was a bullying assembly, I mentioned this: hurt people, hurt people. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember that? I. I I mean I hear that a lot, but you, were you, I don't doubt that you said that. I, 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 the, during that time, I was saying it a lot when it came to bullies. I wanted the bullies to know that. Listen, if you're a hurt person, go get help. Don't keep hurting other people. There's a reason that you're doing these things. Would that would that be true about you? Was there? Did you ever notice or realize what was driving you to do those those mean things? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you don't have to share right now, but I mean, I'll put yeah, you a spot there. I but was you, definitely you hurt okay. for sure. I was definitely hurt. I was lost and scared, and uh, I wanted to stop feeling. Basically, 
And so you you did you hurt other people, and when you did that, did it make you feel better about yourself no. at some point? It didn't. No. But is that why you were doing it? I did it because I wanted people to feel what I was feeling. Ah, uh, so you wanted people to hurt. I wanted people to hurt because I was hurting. It was like, you don't des- if I don't deserve to be okay, you don't deserve to be okay. That was what oh. my mentality was. If I was in a space of shame, nobody else nobody else should be able to like feel good because i was so bitter about the reality in my head wow and you so you didn't know that when you were a junior high kid you didn't you didn't know at what point did you start articulating that that what was going on oh definitely in high school when i saw that i was i didn't have any friends (laughs) (laughs) i had friends but i have real friends okay you know like i i didn't have people who wanted to be around me um and that's where the shame started to build up it's like uh, how do I make friends? Why don't people want to be around me? Um, is there something wrong with me? And then you you started, and then you spoke, and it came to the point where you came to the point where you said, like, it's it's almost like our choices, our choices actually builds the environment around us. I think at uh, that time we've made a lot of we had a lot of one uh, one line we call them sticky statements back yeah. then and we still use sticky statements but the one I was using back then was choices are the puzzle pieces of life that was one the other ones you make choices and your choices make you yeah and so I think that was the that one was problem. the one yeah. yeah so when you heard that you thought oh I have I've been making bad choices hmm. that was that was definitely it right there. And I didn't think, I mean, there was a cycle there. There was a pattern that I, I just didn't think I could get out of, right? I didn't think I could get out of these, these pattern of choices that were wrong that made me feel like all this shame. And uh, I don't know what it was. I think, I think it was just the stories um, of like, of the reality that everybody has a story. For me, it was, it was just the fact that I wasn't alone. I mean, a lot of right, a lot of going back to it is like I was hurting people because I wanted people. I didn't. I didn't want to be the only person that was hurting. Mm. And so then, when I realized when 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 it came to the stories, like realizing that everybody has a story like mine, or realizing that somebody is hurting just as much as I am. Right. I now have the uh, agency, the the choice to actually bring people out of it if I can bring myself out of it even the fact that you and i try to get people to understand this too that everybody has a story and everybody's going through something you never know what somebody's going through and i think that's one of the things i said at the beginning of assemblies because i want kids to be able to respect each other not just in assembly but in life but and the reason i think it's so important to respect others you have no idea what somebody else is going through yeah people smile they look good but you have no idea and my experience has been talking to so many students they'll tell me their stories looking like there's no way i could have thought you no way i would have ever thought you were going through that mm-hmm. and so i want students to understand and we do it to create empathy for each other you're going through stuff so is the kid you're bullying going through stuff yeah why not make school an environment where we can come and be ourselves yeah and accept it and grow and to yeah. be the people we're going to be one day yeah exactly and and uh i mean i was uh i i was living in the shame on my own like all these like bullying things that i did were all things that i did in private you know nobody knew that side of me unless you were the person being bullied and so so you were able to keep it under covers even from your teacher so they didn't know yeah no, nobody i mean like everybody everybody assumed i was this like just this kid who was full of life but in reality when i hurt somebody i was i was good i was better because now i'm not the only one suffering wow yeah it was it was and like going back like nobody knows what i'm going through 
you know i I put on this mask because i wanted people to i wanted i wanted to make friends but also i needed this outlet of hurting so you were really an undercover bully i was an undercover bully so the teachers wouldn't have known that brandon was a bully no but the kids you hurt knew you were bullying yes absolutely and i picked and i even like it was it was so bad because i would i was like uh it was manipulative too you know i don't even go into how far it was but it was manipulative like playing the victim and all that stuff um but i i hated it absolutely hated it and and then we go into like the choosing well and and like how much we want or how much i wanted to just get out of it how much i wanted to be a better person how much that there's just i wanted to believe that there was a better way and and it was just as simple as choosing to be better that's, that's all I got <laughs> out of it. It sounds it sounds too simple, right? Yeah, but, that's, but I think that's where you start. And I think, yeah. and, I, and I, when I speak to students and, and speak in general, I really want students to know I'm not trying to be oversimplistic. I'm not trying to say it's easy either. Yeah, but you got to start somewhere. Yeah, you have to start at some point to start making some different choices, and it's a choice at a time. So in your case, you chose to say, you know what, I don't like what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. I can choose something different. Yeah, that's exactly what happened, and. um I I just I wanted to believe in myself and I wasn't perfect. I learned that like I don't know if I don't know if this is something you spoke about, but I learned I learned the value of failure too after that. Um like I'm going to fail at being better. And my my actions aren't like when I do something wrong, there's something wrong with me. My actions are or or it's about my character. It doesn't have to define you. Yeah. So your 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 bad choices don't define you. That's one thing I really want to help students get over too. Yeah. Things that happen to them or even things they've done themselves, those don't have to define you. They should drive you to a better place. Yeah. They shouldn't define you. Because we all make mistakes. And I, I like to say, don't call them lo- uh, losses, call them lessons. Yeah. Like you're learning from, you're, you're growing from. And that's the power of the idea of choices. Because I can choose to overcome even my worst mistakes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the message I want to give students. It's not about, hey, day one, you're going to be from the time you hear my assembly, it's going to be smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. The empowering part is I do get to make choices. Yeah. I get to choose how I respond to what other people do to me. And even sometimes the choice I make on my, on my own, yeah. I can respond to those to be a better person in overcoming those choices. Yeah, so exactly. And, the, and then it becomes an overcoming process and there's more grace in that. And then for me too, like, cause before it would be like, if I did something wrong, um, I would, I would just stay there. Mm-hmm. Right. I would be stuck there, but now it's, I do something wrong and that's just a stepping stone into the next, the next time, the next opportunity that I can make a good choice. Right. And so you're, making, you're making me think of all my sticky statements as you talk now. Stuff, yeah, you, yeah. stuff I wish I'd have had when you were in, you know, you were in <laughs> sophomore, like it's not about perfection, but direction. Yeah. It's not about being perfect. It's not about that, but it's about your direction in life and overcoming those exactly. things. Um, and then, you know, in your situation, another sticky statement is do the next right thing. Yeah. You know, hey, I made this bad choice. What do I do now? Exactly. I need to acknowledge that I did it, fess up. I messed up. I'm going to fess up. Now I'm going to move on. And so many people, you use the word guilt and shame, the idea that when they mess up, they think we got to hide it because we live in this hyper perfectionism world where we got to put on our best foot for everybody. Everybody's got to mm-hmm. think we're great and we got to perform. But the idea is if I mess up, I fess up or I need to do the next right thing, that helps me yeah. to move on because otherwise I'm carrying all of this guilt and shame of stuff I haven't dealt with. If I don't deal with it, it's going to deal with me. And so I think saying, you know what? I did that. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm 
can't change it, but I'm gonna grow from it. My favorite thing too, growing like from that from that bridge for me, uh, that bridge of realizing that I have I have the choice to be good. It gave me hope in myself. And so it like broke down every barrier of feeling like there was something wrong with me. And that, that moment was like, actually, the only thing that's wrong with me is that I, I'm not believing that I, that I can be. Yeah, you're not believing that you can make a different choice. Exactly. And I think for me, that's why, and I'm not trying to brag, I love this message of choices because even though I did the right things when I was a kid, it wasn't, sometimes it was based on my choice. It was yeah. my choice to obey my parents or my grandparents. Yeah. It wasn't me saying, you know what, I can choose my own direction. Yeah. It was like, I was cho- I was taught to obey and I chose to obey because there were consequences I didn't want to deal with. Right. But I think it's more empowering to say, you know what, I can choose I can make my own choices. Mm-hmm. I can even re- choose. I can choose to respond to what my granddad is making me doing. Yeah, I can choose to respond in a good way or bad way. But yeah. I still have that power of choice. I know. And you know, not to quote, not to sound over simplistic, but Doctor Seuss said it. You know, <laughs> I have, you know, Doctor Seuss, you have brain in your head, you have feet in your shoes, you can steer yourself in any direction you choose. That is so true. Yeah. And I think I want to empower people with that because, again, I don't know what circumstances you were dealing with that made you so hurt. You might not have been able to stop the hurt from other people. You might not be able to get out of the circumstance you were in, mm-hmm. but you can choose how you respond to circumstances. Exactly. And you were choosing to take that and you were reacting mm-hmm. and hurting other people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now it's, it's, it's almost like there is a knowing, knowing what hope looks like, knowing what actions look like, knowing what I have the power of choice. There's almost now a responsibility in my own story to, to give that other people. Right. There's a responsibility now. It was like, there is more authority in the reality that you have agency. If you feel like you're a victim, if you feel like you're, there's something that you've lost. If you feel like there's this thing that's telling you there's something wrong with you, um, there is, there's a better way. And that better way is, is like choosing into better choices. Hey, that was a great interview. Our time is up for the day, but that was part one. So join me for part two in our next episode. And if you don't already subscribe in Spotify on Apple Podcasts, that's the best way to get it. Subscribe to those networks and they will send you a notification when the next one's out. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just visit youtube.com slash the Mr. Brown and always visit hellomrbrown.com for all the things that I'm doing when it comes to this channel and this brand and what we're trying to do. So thank you so much for listening and I appreciate you liking, subscribing, and of course, sharing this message, the the Mr. Brown Show, because my goal is to help you make better choices, to live a better life, and choose well. Man, I didn't have the oh yeah ready. Here we go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Peace. Peace.